Welcome to Upholding Matters, a podcast devoted to talking about what matters. Now, I was raised to believe that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were things that mattered. And certainly they are the unalienable rights that Jefferson wrote about in the Declaration of Independence. We will talk about how to uphold them, how they hold us up, and why that matters. Welcome to Upholding Matters. I'm your host, David Paul. I'm realizing tonight is an anniversary, 7-12-2019. It's 40 years since a big moment in my life, a really uh, life-changing moment. I was injured in a fall, and the consequences were, as I say, life-altering. My foot blew up, and it was a particularly painful time because this was a time when they probably do it now, a closed reduction, and I had to sit in a hospital with my foot dangling on the end of my leg, and my heel was pulverized. The guy called it like a graham cracker getting hit by a hammer. And all the parts had a gel. So I had to lay there for quite a while, weeks, with my foot dangling on the end of my leg like that. And every time it moved, it was so painful. It was always painful. It was, my God, the pain. And then, of course, there was a surgery, and you just really can't fix that. So I lost my career, you know, revolved around being able to kick and fly and land. For God's sakes, even that matter, walk. So, yeah, things were taken. You never know in the moment. Everything can change in life. Sometimes... You don't see it coming. And I told you last week we had the earthquakes and we have all this uncertainty, the homeless, and thinking about how to get the homeless involved in repaving unpassable roads with the um, geosynthetic cylinder containment. Put a bunch of tires with the tops cut off and aggregate stone in the middle, and they're very strong. road on that without having to have a big production. It's not for the, you know, making an interstate, but to fix a road, and one road could be critical, one road that gets damaged in an earthquake could be critical to be fixed by who's there with what they got. And you can't call the county and have a truck come in and doesn't work like that anymore, or at least during the quake. So. Yeah, they're showing these pictures of more and more homeless people in the city, more and more tents and the countermeasures and putting in big planters so they can't sleep on a sidewalk. And if a quake happened, there'd be a lot of people that would be in need of nice igloo bricks, you know, shelter made out of styrofoam bricks and the road leading up to them paved or 
my God, for a, just a bed for a house, you know, tent with a steady, sturdy floor, that would be a big step up. You're not sleeping on the shifting dirt and God knows what. You put a platform in there and make it a base for your, however you cover your home. So it's all out there. People could suffer that quickly and be glad there were people that had made those bricks and stockpiled those tires. And the beauty of it is you use the stuff. So this week is rough. You know, you have Nancy Pelosi and AOC and Rio Tosio Cortez fighting it out over respect or, you know, I'm not sure. You don't like to see that. And then Trump this week is in the Rose Garden claiming he's going to change course and that's a victory. And his attorney general, that was sickening. It's enough to make you gag. Thanked him, admired him publicly. I should remember I drive it out of my head. But he congratulated him on doing this great thing, which was really just not being able to do the unconstitutional thing that he wanted to do. And it was funny because it took two weeks since the Supreme Court decision. And what you have is Trump, it took him that long to decide whether they were going to just defy the whole Supreme Court. And that's, uh, that's, well, that's a rough time right there to think that constitutional order can just be disbanded by refusing to comply. Yes, yeah, scary times. It's like a political earthquake. And we'll see. These long presidential races are hard to, well, you want to pay attention, right? But if you get too excited, you feel kind of stupid because there's a letdown coming somewhere and a deeper realization of what's really happening. So, yeah, you want to do your best. And maybe it's best not to get your hopes up. But we fight on, don't we? We fight on for this great country. Back to Harold and Kumar and W and Guantanamo Bay. You don't have to love your government. You just have to love your country. I leave you with that. God bless us. God bless America.
Welcome back to Upholding Matters. Hey, have you been listening to the news? There's this uh, Treasury Secretary, Acosta, and he's finally resigned because he was involved in that Epstein sex trafficking lenient punishment deal where part of it was revealed that the government's own lawyers, government's own local justice department down there, feared the high-priced lawyers that uh, this guy was going to bring, Epstein. So uh, that blew my mind because this is the government we're talking about, endless resources, the best people. And they use that as an excuse that they cut this deal in part because of the power of his defense team. I guess there's something there. Anyway, I don't know what his name is, Acosta, but I have my new friend Hector Acosta, Lieutenant Acosta, the Salvation Army. And it's just kind of funny because... I'm not sure I've ever heard of anybody with the name of Paul in trouble. Now, don't go look that up. But you know what I'm saying. There's no really bad names in the bunch. And I just thought of, you know, really scan names. I thought about Bundy, Ted Bundy, the serial killer. But then you have Al Bundy, the comedian Ed O'Neill, married with children and... Modern family. I mean, what a body of work this man has put up. Incredible. So, yeah, that's Hector Acosta, Lieutenant Hector Acosta, Salvation Army. And that's what I'll put the name Acosta to forever because this other guy, you know, I don't like to say bad things, but he looks like a his eyes are kind of buggy, and he just looks like he's guilty. I'm just kidding you. Yes, he does. Okay, so, and I was talking to you last time, I hope, about my friend who I got in the discussion with at the State of the City meeting about kids in cages and how you can't really take anybody's word for it and you know, a lot of fake news, and that's also true. And I don't know if there's two sides, and you say both sides do it, but hopefully everybody seeks their advantage, and the more skilled, the sophisticated, you know, dupus, lowbrow types that are wooed by their fancy maneuvers. So the kids in the cages... Well, we don't know. But what happened today, we do know. Mike Pence went down somewhere to the border. And these weren't kids, but these were adult males. And the conditions that they were in, the stench, and the, they're locked up so deep in these cages that there's not enough room on the floor for them all to lay down and sleep at the same time. And they let them out for water. I guess they give them some food, but 60 days and not a shower. Now that's uh, that's getting pretty stinky. 
And the precious part, the priceless, precious Pence moment was his face. Because a lot of people have masks on because the stench is so bad. I guess there's not adequate sanitation or hygiene. But he's standing there and he's just looking. Lindsey Graham is in there. Oh, my God, Mr. Southern, South Carolina, whatever Lindsey does. And they all do a pretty good job. I'll say this, of not looking like they're trying to suppress the horror. But you can, you know, picture a thousand words. People that work there, some of the faces. There's such a story woven into this one picture of Pence, the other representatives and senators and Yeah, they're in cages. They are absolutely in cages. And Pence then spun it afterwards. I watched some of it. And he just can bold face stand there and say that they get food and water and hygiene and medical attention. And now, Mike, they're in cages without even a place to sleep, a pad to lay on the floor. So I don't know how you could sleep at night like that. I don't think they do. So that's the other part, the cages and the Acosta and the Epstein and the just terrible longing for correct information. And I guess Secret Service didn't want Pence to go in there. They must have been in the head and probably just to protect him from the smell. But I'm glad he did because it's a moment I will never forget the look on his face. So I digress. The other thing of this week that is kind of neat is the Mueller testimony that has not been rescheduled. There's a week delay, and it'll be July 24th. So we'll get to hear a little more. But, you know, it just boggles my mind to think that every day is the unthinkable. The 2008 financial crisis that shook a lot of people and reoriented perspective for a lot of people. So, but this, this Trump presidency and this complete wiping away of the norms that keep us safe, now he wants to fire Dan Coats who's the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence. He brings together the work of all our 17 intelligence agencies and ties it together and whispers it to the president. It's a very important job. And if you can think about that, 17 other intelligence agencies all knit together in the end by this position, this job, this person that must do this job. That's ultra important. And he's just going to get rid of this 
Coates now, veteran, a senator, a congressman. A, he's done it all in public service. And he's very, he's good judgment, they say. You know. That's why you want a guy like that looking at us. And the guy Trump wants to appoint is more of a hawkish kind of anti-Islamic history about him kind of guy. And, well, you know, it's just surrounded by yes men that stuff in the Rose Garden with Barr, William Barr, the attorney general. That was just so sad. The way he has to talk to him and butter him up and play to him. And uh, it's, it's crazy stuff. Hey, I want to end on one positive thing. We've traveled down the new roundabout on the way I normally travel. And the light there was bad and a lot of accidents. And now this roundabout's been put in and traffic just rolls around. It's uh, it's round and round, and you don't have to stop. That's pretty good. For that's a good thing if you're in the desert and don't have air conditioning, don't want to cook at a stoplight. My goodness, we'll go around. We'll get out of this. We'll veer off at the right spot. I think we'll do well. Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm.